Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Armour Report. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Let's lay the ground rules. This is a show about quantumental investing. What that means is we're using quantitative analysis for our execution, and we're combining that with a fundamental foundation, and that's how we create the information edge that we're sharing with you. Now, all this information, I use my own equity portfolio and for clients that I manage money for, all of which is done through interactive brokers and our affiliation there. Um, Okay. What we want to get to today, we want to unpack for you our week in review, as we always do on a Friday. Please bear with me. Don't forget, this is a live trading desk. I got a lot of computers on. Got a lot uh, to get through and a lot I'm dealing with today. So I'm just going to share with you a live look in to how I manage money. That's what this is, you know, three days a week. We're going to talk about first our risk management decision process. So we use the top seven indexes that we've identified that help us determine when to add risk, when to take it off. I'm going to share with you what those algorithms are saying right now. It's very interesting. Okay. We have a big update in the market. What does that mean for us? I'm going to go over that. Then we're going to get to the cannabis couch. It's our favorite investment theme, even though these stocks have been destroyed. Those of you who know me know I've been out of this space since June. So I'm just waiting to come in here and scoop the bottom. And the question is, obviously, is the bottom in? All right? So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to go over some key pieces of information and news that came out this week and what we're looking for to tell us if the bottom is in. And then I'm going to wrap up with a, a review of some of the stocks that are on the Armour whiteboard. Now, let me explain what that means. Um, in the coming weeks, I'm going to uh, launch for you all an Armour Insider subscription service. And part of that service is going to allow you to see what is on the whiteboard in our research department. So the way we manage money is we use our quantitative algorithms to tell us when to add risk. When we get that risk on signal, we go to the whiteboard and we look at groups and individual stocks in those groups that fundamentally fit the approach we're looking for and we commit capital. And so part of the Armour Report Insider subscription in the future is going to let you always see what's on that whiteboard, what's at the top of that whiteboard. So today, I'm just going to wrap up with a little look in 
to show you a couple names that are on that whiteboard with a brief explanation of why. All right, so let's get to business. Um, it's hard to separate news stories and Trump tweets from managing money. In the last 20, 21 months, the S&P has really gone nowhere except for wicked volatility. And so you go from, you know, all-time new highs that CNBC loves to uh, cheerlead about to 22-month lows in a month. Now, we were short the indexes, if you recall, last week, and we covered them all, booked a profit on those shorts. Why did we do that? We had shorts on just to hedge our dividend-producing part of our portfolio. So when we were at the top of that 22-month range, we were putting shorts on the indexes. When they dropped down to the bottom of that range, we booked that profit. It helps us get through that sell-off emotion, and we keep collecting our dividends and our dividend portfolio. So now we're at the bottom of that range, and we have, of course, the seven indexes we follow. These are all uh, um, ETFs, so it's very easy for you to follow along. You could just look at the S&P, SPY, the NASDAQ 100, QQQ, the Dow Jones, DIA, small cap index, IWM, momentum index, MTUM, the value index, VLUE, and the IBD 50. Okay? So those five indexes drive our decision process when we're adding or subtracting risk. I told you last week, one of the reasons we were covering the shorts is that we had three of our seven indexes tell us it's time to put some risk on. So whenever that happens, I don't need to carry shorts anymore. I don't carry shorts for a long period of time in a world where there's $15 trillion in negative interest rates and central banks are adding liquidity. This week, we saw Central Bank of Japan again come out and explain why they're not done trying to stimulate their economy, which is just like hard to believe. If you look at what they've done in the last decade plus, economists are coming out saying there's no way they can add any more liquidity, and they're coming out this week saying, oh, yeah, there is, and here's all the things we're going to do. Okay, in a world like that, it's very hard to get a bear market. You could have a financial crisis and a collapse for some other calamity that I can't see, but for a basic bear market, very difficult. What you get are these wicked sell-offs, and then everyone wakes up to the fact that there's nowhere else to put the money, and they start putting the money into dividend payers and whatever growth you know, uh, uh, investment story they, you know, is the flavor of the month. Um, so if we close at these prices, and I, I really hate to have this conversation with you because it seems as if we're getting these prices because Trump says that they're having a great meeting with China. Well, we're going to get more details at, I think, 2.30 or 2.45 today, maybe, or maybe that's just a meeting, and then we won't find out until this weekend. Who knows, right? So the market had a big run-up this today. We're up near the highs of the day, up like almost 2% on the S&P, 2% on the NASDAQ. If we close here, and let's just pretend there's no news stories, and we're just looking at the quantitative data, we probably will get risk on um, uh, confirmation across the board. 
Now, this isn't the type of risk on signal that makes us very comfortable or something that we get aggressive about. The aggressive risk on signals happen when all seven indexes show us risk on in a 48-hour period, what we call confluence. That's not happening now, right? We had three last week. Now we'll probably get some follow-on by a couple others, maybe all seven, but that's very disjointed. So if that occurs, you won't see me aggressively adding indexes all over my portfolios, my own personal ones and, and, for, and for clients. So what it would mean to me instead is that the windows open to add some whiteboard dividend payers to the portfolio. Maybe some blue chip stocks, dividends in the 2 to 3% range, kind of small, but maybe they've set up correctly, and I'll put those positions on. It'll be a cautious addition of some capital, not an overly aggressive, let's get out there and, and, and max out our exposure. We had that signal in June, June 4th. All seven indexes told us to get long. We got ridiculously aggressive, and the market was up huge by the end of July. So let me just repeat that. If we get a risk on on other indexes that kind of confirm last week's risk on opportunity, then it'll just mean to us, all right, we're going to look at our whiteboard. We're going to find our favorite names. We're going to add some more yield to the portfolio, maybe a growth stock here and there. Maybe we'll see. We won't know that until the end of the day. So you'll have to check in with me on Monday and I'll share with you how we've, um, if we've added exposure and how we've done it. For the Armor Report subscribers, which is a free service, you can go to our website, RosenthalCapital.com, and you can subscribe for it. Uh, I will put together an Armor Report action alert tonight if there's been big changes. So you'll get that you know, probably Saturday, maybe even tonight. Um, and I'll outline for you what the algorithms have said and how we've changed our model portfolios. We have four portfolios uh, at Interactive Brokers that we model, conservative, balanced, aggressive, and index only. And I'll give you a peek in this free report how we've allocated funds if we've changed. So again, I don't know. And honestly, we're like a tweet away from the market imploding into the close. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. We have to see. Okay, so that's where we are. Um, with the market in general, let's take a peek at the cannabis couch, if you will. Um, a lot of subscribers asking the question, are we at the bottom? These stocks have been absolutely annihilated. So let's go over a couple of um, fundamental stories that have driven these stocks down this week. You guys probably know this, but let's just quickly review. Hexo, high profile, um, licensed producer in Canada. Um, last week, I think it was the week before, I can't remember. The chief financial officer resigned. Now, if you follow me on Twitter or on Stock Twits, Armor Report on Stock Twits or at Brett Rosenthal on Twitter, you'll know that I was out there saying to you when the CFO resigned, that was a problem. Now, I got a lot of pushback 
from subscribers, from followers, right? Some guys that are just can't help themselves and they're just constantly bullish on cannabis, even though the, the, the facts and the evidence are proving otherwise. Um, and, and so I got a lot of pushback that, um, you know, there's always reasons why the CFO resigned. It's personal, blah, blah, whatever. Let me tell you something. When a CFO resigns and the stock is imploding, chances are there's a negative reason. So I tried to say, and now here we are two weeks later or a week later, and Hexo comes out and totally scraps their 2020 expectations, tells the street we haven't the slightest idea what growth is going to be or what the numbers are going to be, and blames it on the Canadian government and how they're dragging their feet and all these other, other things. So there we see what happened, right? Somebody had mocked up numbers, probably the CFO, and those numbers were horrific. They were horrifically wrong, let's put it that way. Okay, not horrific. They were, he came up with numbers, they were completely wrong. So somebody's head had to roll, and there's the head rolling. And I don't care what you say. They can come out and say, oh, Brett, you're wrong. That's not why he wanted to be with his kids. Whatever. Okay? Some things are just self-evident. But does that put the bottom in these stocks? It might. A high-profile licensed producer admits that the numbers are impossible to figure out, that Q4 is not going to be as great as they thought, all of these obstacles. So this is where I look to start getting in. Am I buying today? No. Now, you can do whatever you want. I don't know you, so I couldn't possibly tell you what to do with your portfolio. Your risk tolerance is different than mine. Okay, so I've been saying for weeks that I don't have an interest in trying to call the bottom. I don't catch falling knives, right? They cut hands off. Forget about fingers. They cut hands off. It's only ego that would get me to try to buy the bottom. I don't care. This isn't about being right. It's about making money. So the way I make money when an index or a group of stocks are collapsing like this is I step aside. I don't try to call bottoms. I look for things to occur that shows a bottom. Example, Hexo announces that they don't know what's going on and revenues and earnings are a complete mess and the market implodes. Chances are Hexo is not the only guy that's going to say that. There's going to be other Canadian producers that are going to try to um, take this opportunity to throw out the kitchen sink, to reset expectations. Why wouldn't they? Things are so bad as it is. Just throw out everything on these earnings announcements. Kronos, CGC, all these guys are going to announce earnings soon, right? And when they come out with these numbers, probably they just bring down everyone's expectations. Why not? Now's your shot as a management team to, to, to lower everyone's expectations. Hexo's already done it, so you can just come out on their coattails and say, oh, yeah, we don't know, blah, 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 all this stuff. That's just everybody's expectations will collapse going into the December release of edibles. That's the time to look to buy the stocks, not in May and June when everybody was talking about how great edible release in December was going to be. That was way too much excitement. Now, 
Nobody knows what the edible means. And Hexo can't figure out what edibles to produce. Right? That's the time. So is the bottom in? I don't know if today's the bottom or next week's the bottom. But the fundamentals are turning in our favor now because expectations are so low. And they're going to get lower. Now let's add on top of that that we are at um, the time of the year where there's always going to be tax loss selling. Normally that happens December. I don't know. It could be happening now in these stocks. I mean, they're just getting annihilated. So I mean, who, who's left in these stocks to sell them in December? I don't know. But generally the tax loss selling in a group that's been annihilated happens in December. So even if you get a rally up off the lows in the next couple of weeks, you retest those lows in December. That's just a guess. It doesn't have to happen that way. But 30 years of experience doing this will tell you, statistically speaking, that's what happens. We're all about probabilities and statistics on this desk. It doesn't mean we're right all the time. But what we want is to have the probabilities in our favor before we commit risk capital. If we can be right Seven out of ten times, yes, we're going to be wrong three. I'm going to put risk on and have to get out the very next day. That's going to happen sometimes. But if we could be right seven out of ten times, we're going to make a lot of money together over the long haul. Actually, seven out of ten is a huge number. You, you could be right 50% of the time. If you cut your losses correctly and ride your successes, you can make a lot of money. So if we can just bump that up from 50-50 to 60 or 70% of the time, we're in the sweet spot. And that's what we try to do on our desk. That's what quantum mental investing is all about. It's not about being right all the time. It's about getting rid of your ego and using probabilities and statistics in your favor. That's what we're doing. So, Are the cannabis stocks bottoming? Here's what I'd like to see. It's possible Hexo bottom these stocks this week. What I would like to see is more bad news in the next couple of weeks. Another Canadian LP announcing the same type of horrendous expectations. And have these stocks make higher lows or hold the lows then I would start to get interested. So bounce up off the bottom, retest on more negative news, but not push them lower, telling us that the selling's exhausted. And then I'd start to get interested. And then I'd start buying some things. And let me tell you the first thing I'm going to buy. I'm going to share it with you right now. And I want to thank a subscriber for putting this back on the radar for me. It's always on the radar. It's part of my whiteboard. But the subscriber reminded me that MJ has a yield of better than 5%. That's incredible. MJ is the ETF of the marijuana stocks. But if you look inside the ETF to see what does it own, 
it owns a lot of the tobacco companies. So what you're doing is you're picking up the tobacco company dividends, and you've got the cannabis kicker. Now, right now, they're in a world of hurt, both of those groups, because of the whole vaping crisis, people dying from vaping, and I'm sorry about that. But eventually, we're going to find out that that's not really caused, uh, I hope we find this out, by tobacco vaping or or legal cannabis vaping. We're going to discover that it's caused by illegal vape products. Okay? And when that news finally comes out, and by the way, the CDC's already come out, you guys can Google this, with a report stating that they believe that that's what's happening. And CannaSafe has been testing legal and illegal vape products, 104 legal vape products, and there were zero contaminants in it, right? But 9 out of 12 illegal vape products had contaminants. It's not, it's not rocket science, guys, okay? So when people finally accept those facts, MJ's got to be the great place to go, okay? Because you're going to pick up the dividend of the tobacco companies with a cannabis kicker. So that's very attractive to me. Okay. Moving on. I want to share with you a chart pattern. Okay. And I, and I want to challenge you, my subscribers, please prove me wrong. Please find another cannabis stock that has been able to hold the June lows. Now, this is the picture of MJ. So you can see the black line is June, and it's just straight down, obviously not holding the June lows. Okay, so it's just complete destruction in that space. Now take a look at this chart. I have been telling you guys ad nauseum, and maybe you're sick of hearing me say this, that the best stock in the space is going to be Charlotte's Web. And you're looking at that chart pattern right now. There's the June low, the first black line. There's the low we're at right now, a higher low. Please share with me, guys. Just put it in the comment section. A cannabis stock that has been able to hold above the June lows like Charlotte's Web. I can't find it. I mean, maybe it's some obscure little penny stock. That doesn't count. Talk, talk to me about the big ones. Now, why has Charlotte's Web outperformed? What I tried to tell you guys at the time, particularly with the U.S. cannabis investments, is that Charlotte's Web was trading on the Toronto Stock Exchange. It's obviously a hemp business, so it's not illegal. Institutions can buy the stock. So when you get a market sell-off, institutions will support that position. This is simply a CPG company, a consumer packaged goods. I shared with you that in the last nine months, they've brought in a whole new management team that has massive experience in CPG. The new CEO had 10 years running Kellogg's $3 billion snack food business. Institutions were buying the stock. Therefore, they're supporting the stock in the midst of this implosion. They've gone from 4,000 
doors to over 8,000 doors this year. They've more than doubled their exposure. Okay? So here endeth the lesson. You want to try to buy stocks that have institutional support. Has it gone down? Sure. The whole group's imploded. But you'll, you'll have the best chance to survive if you focus your capital on stocks that have institutional support. Now, let's go and look at the other U.S. cannabis companies. They trade on the Canadian Stock Exchange. Zero institutional support because they're involved in an illegal business, blah, blah, blah. But more importantly, they trade on an exchange, and I spoke to you last week about this, where Bank of New York Mellon has decided to not allow any of its stock portfolios. If you have a portfolio at BNY Mellon, you cannot own any CSE stocks. Okay? And one of the – I mean, I think that's completely tone deaf, and we're in the process of seeing um, the, the Safe Banking Act get through the House – probably going to get through you know, Congress and get stamped by, by Trump. But in their infinite wisdom at this point, uh, Bank of New York Mellon has said you can't own any of those stocks by November 30th if you have a portfolio with them. It's a little bit late for that, right? These stocks are already down huge, but okay. One of the problems of the CSE is that they have very lax rules when it comes to short selling. It's not as strict as the Toronto Exchange where – Charlotte's Web Trades. And I think it's very possible, in fact, probable, that you've seen this implosion in these U.S. MSO companies. Not because their businesses are imploding. Let me tell you something. True leaves business is on fire, and the stock's been destroyed. Okay? So what we're seeing, I'm, you know, I can't prove this, but I believe it with a fair amount of certainty that there's naked short selling going on in these stocks. Now, that cuts both ways. It's crushing these stocks now. But when these stocks start to recover, the snapback rally should be significant. But these are some of the dangers of owning stocks that don't have institutional support. Charlotte's Web is the only legitimate stock in the cannabis space I can find that's holding above its June lows. Prove me wrong. I'd love to know it. Show me. Show me the charts. Give me the names. But not penny stocks, guys. I don't care about those names. I'm talking about real companies, okay? So um, let's wrap up today. I'm just going to share with you um, some names on the whiteboard. So I hope I hope you understand where I'm at now on cannabis, right? I it's possible the bottom's in. We won't know until we see more bad news and these stocks hold above the lows. That's when we'll know perhaps the bottom is in. Am I a buyer of Charlotte's Web right now? I'm not a buyer, guys. I'm not a buyer of any of these names. You can do whatever you want. I'm not stopping you from buying them right now. Go for it. If you think this is the bottom and you want a bottom fish, I, hey, you know, more power to you. It's just not how I run my money. I'm not willing to take that kind of risk. I like to see bottoms in. I don't mind if I miss the first move off the bottom. And I love to buy the retest if it holds. That's what I like. All right. Let's wrap up on the whiteboard. So this is what I'm going to send out to um, Armor Report 
Action Alert subscribers. You go to the website, rosenthalcapital.com, subscribe, you'll get this alert. If we're buying stocks, so depending on what happens at the end of today, we might be adding positions to the portfolio. I'll send out an armor report action alert letting you know what has moved from our whiteboard into our portfolios. Here's a couple of names that we've got on the whiteboard. I'm not telling you to go buy them right now, but I'm sharing with you what we're doing research on that's at the top of our list that you may want to look into. Just a way to focus you, to help you out if this is actually the beginning of a new market uptrend. I've already talked about Disney. I think the stock is set up perfect. There's a name. Okay. I've talked to you before about Twitter. The stock's holding up great. Very impressive. And the market got whacked in a nice uptrend. That's a stock I like. It's on the top of my whiteboard. Um, IBM. Nice. Holding up great, even when the market's selling off. Given a new risk on entry point right here. I love it. Okay. Gilead. Now, you all know I own AbbVie, ABBV. Gilead's another name like that that I would add to the portfolio. I like what they're doing with Galapagos. I like the management team and what they're doing. Um, stock's got a decent yield. Okay. So, and then there's another smaller cap name that I like out there on and off over the last year or so. You guys have heard me talk about Kratos which is um, a defense company. It's more mid-cap in nature. It's a smaller name, um, but it's something worth doing research on. It's a, it's a military company that dominates the drone space. So they like to say they're not on the bleeding edge, but they're the cutting edge of military technology. And I think that's a name to go listen to the research, listen to the um, more recent uh, quarterly um, um, conference calls so you get an idea and a flavor for what they do. Those are just a couple of names you can focus on. I like some of the REITs out there. Um, symbol INN looks pretty interesting to me, 6% plus yield. Um, Iron Mountain, IRM, 7 plus percent yield. So I might look to add some yield in here. I might look to add some big cap blue chips. And then every now and then I've got a small name that I do research on that I like. I suggest you do your own research. Don't, don't just run out and buy these names. But here are some names that are on my whiteboard. And if you're an Armor Report Action Alert subscriber, I'll send out a report if I'm actually buying them, and you'll, you'll see what I'm doing. All right, guys, listen, thanks so much for being here with me. I appreciate the time you spend with me. It really helps me order my own thinking. I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll see you again on Monday. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.